Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did it again. I paid for a Patreon episode of something that I would never normally pay to watch on the show and talk about because it's very much an issue that's dividing the left right now. So pretty much what happened is Jimmy Dore has come up with the interesting idea. Jimmy Dore, of course, being a leftist YouTuber, comedian, boomer, resident boomer around the area. Um, one of the people deemed too controversial for the Young Turks Network. He is out there and he pretty much has been getting all of his fans, and some of them are pretty well-known, including an NFL player, Justin Jackson, to lobby people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to condition their vote for Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House on a couple of three things. Actually, it's just one, that they guarantee a floor vote for Medicare for All, uh, which is pretty much, would very much likely fail. And my question is, what is the point? Uh, we're going to see if we can get through that by checking out a debate with Jimmy Dore and David Sirota of the Bernie Sanders campaign. It's a very, very special and exciting new and very rare kind of news-free reaction episode because uh, we're going to be discussing this. Um, and we'll start by reading David Sirota's article. It's News Flash 458. We're having a left strategy session, everybody. All right, all right, all right. We are getting into it today, and uh, didn't, didn't unfortunately have to rebroadcast this because I forgot to turn on the sound for the uh, the, the whole door thing, um, the the part that was playing the the, the interview which was a little bit annoying, but we did start by reading a little bit of David Sirota's article. This is going to be brought up. Uh, five things house progressives can do to advance Medicare for all. Um, so, and he does kind of take a little bit of shot here at Jimmy Dore saying, Oh, if you want to get a, uh, if you want to get re uh, in some sense, the proclivity is understandable to like this kind of a shallow spectacle. Uh, he's thinking of it, this Medicare for all floor, but uh, this is Sirota speaking of door here. Our short attention span, social media culture disproportionately rewards spectacles rather than the unglamorous wielding of power. For instance, it's easier to do a YouTube rant and get a lot of retweets about a high-profile floor vote than it is to get everyone excited about the much harder organizing work of getting esoteric HHS waivers or removing a relatively obscure committee chairman who is blocking progress. Of course, these spectacles can be important. It can be critical organizing tools, but the performance gestures on their own are not enough. And this pretty much is, a, I think, a great way of putting it. And it's kind of silly. Um, it, like the idea of a Medicare for all floor vote uh, is really kind of silly. Um, they could, uh, there's some suggestion suggestions here. Because, I mean, if you look at it, like, w uh, we'll get to Sorota's alternative suggestion for, for Medicare for all in a moment. But just like the other like alternative possibility of like things you could do here like condition to vote like my personal preference here would be uh to pass uh the pro act in the house and like lobby joe biden try and convince joe biden in in this to uh fight for it in the senate because of course we don't know what's going to happen with the senate if it's the senate then i and say push for the senate as well i think it's just just passing some sort of 
pro-union legislation that also by the way builds the tools builds the on the ground networks of people who are politically engaged um and pushing the way for more democratic unions uh that leading the way for them to be more left-wing and kind of building that groundwork building that organizing groundwork so when the time comes for a politically viable electorally viable climate for medicare for all then that can easily happen or not easily happen but a lot more easy uh that is the kind of that is the goal. I think that would make a lot more sense uh, than just pushing for this floor vote right now. Because the big thing about uh, Jimmy Dore kind of being in kind of the boomer lens of things is, well, like he, he doesn't really get, I, I he's just kind of out of, out of, and really just look past, straight looks past, like the, the whole principle of just organizing on the ground, building these like coalitions, supporting labor unions, big way to do that. Um, and kind of the the way that electoral um, organizing or electoralism can kind of like have its limits. Electoral politics can have its limits, and maybe you can do a little bit of both. And in some situations, like this one, it may be better to push for something like the uh, the the outside strategy, the inside outside strategy. May need a little bit of outside, I think, this episode. It's, it's not the time for inside because so many people's strategy just says, oh, we can primary them all. Like, we, we see po- people like Kyle Kalinsky out there on Twitter being like, well, the optics are so bad and we'll, we'll know who to primary. Like, I'm sorry. Have you seen who these people are? Like, optics doesn't matter. Optics does not matter anymore. Like, l- literally, what's going to happen is if this vote does happen, it will almost certainly fail. Um, and sure, people will know who's against it, but we have to build the power because people, especially in the current media climate, are just going to not look. They're not going to look at something and be like, oh, Medicare for all. You voted against that on a on a House floor vote like that is dis- like that is disgraceful. I will. I can never vote for you again, even though you did in the middle of the pandemic and all. It's completely illogical. Like people. I don't think people's support is that, like, well... It's just clearly not that well-conditioned to associate with politicians. Like, I'm sorry. It would be nice to believe, but I think what would be more productive at this current time and the really urgent fight for Medicare for All is organize people around it on the ground, um, like, political ba- like political bases of support. Um, and that's how really building independent structures is how you push the Democratic Party to the left, I think. And also, primary challenge wherever and whenever you can, but also do it in concert with people who can all of a sudden show up, organize, and maybe do withhold their labor until Medicare for All is passed, and healthcare can be taken off the bargaining table for, for unions. That's the big incentive behind Medicare for All. So, um, some of Mr. Rota's more Medicare for All-based suggestions are remove the Medicare for All opponent who chairs the key committee to... Uh, schedule a vote on existing, and that's uh, Richard Neal in the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, two is schedule a vote on existing legislation that lets states create single payer healthcare systems. Uh, number three is schedule a vote on a resolution demanding Biden use executive authority to expand Medicare. So the American Prospect has reported that thanks to provisions in the Affordable Care Act, President Joe Biden will have unilateral executive authority to expand Medicare coverage during the pandemic. The House can pass this resolution demanding he immediately take this action. Uh, and this should be really kind of a pretty easy thing to do. Um, include provisions in year-end spending bills that uh, create a presidential commission charged with crafting Medicare for All. 
Uh, and finally, author a discharge position to force a vote on Medicare for All. So, um, and kind of about that that resolution there. Like, it's, it's going to be tough because Biden, this is the thing about Biden, this is why he sucks so much, is he spent most of his career trying to cut these programs. Harder organizing work of getting esoteric HHS waivers. So this is, again, Dora reading the article, and then Sirota going to come in and respond. Or removing a relatively obscure committee chairman who is blocking progress. So, David, go ahead, do one of those rants on YouTube that are easy, and then we'll retweet it and get a high-profile vote. <laughs> so, are you saying, so here, I hear what you're saying. Are you saying that we should actually ask for more than a vote on Medicare for All, or that we should ask for this instead of that? No, I think I think you have to ask for more and and understand what the minimum that you would take would actually be. Okay. I think that asking for a floor vote on Medicare for all is kind of like, it's kind of like the absolute least they should be asking for. It should be the, arguably the crumb that you should, if you you ask for the whole loaf, you accept, maybe you accept the crumb. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I I completely agree. Like he is preconditioning the, the idea of preconditioning support for Pelosi is a great idea. It's probably something they never would have done in the first place if there hadn't been people out there asking for it. Um, and that's why building independent power structures, no matter who's elected, is so important. Um, but the thing is, overall, um, like it's really hard to get that. It really is. Um, and you like you got and you really got to do it. I think for something worth having at the end of the negotiating process. So I don't think it's enough of an opening bid. I think it's like, look, here's an entire. A set of demands that we have, which ones of these are you going to give us? Maybe you're not going to give us all of them, but you've got to give us at least some of them. That's my point. And, and my, I guess my additional point is that the, the most substantive demands should be the demands that can actually, I think, uh, move, move the, the possibility of actually enacting Medicare for all forward. Yes. I think that if they got rid of, for instance, if they yes. got rid of Richie Neal yes. of the Ways and Means Committee uh, chair, I think if they got rid of him, that would actually move the ball forward a lot more than a floor vote, a essentially predetermined floor vote on the House floor. Not to say that that wouldn't be a useful organizing tool. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I'm actually thinking small ball is what you're saying is that we, I, I we should be, at yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not criticizing you for it. I'm just saying, I think that like, you know, we have to be willing to ask for and, and respect the audience's potential to be engaged in things that aren't as spectacular, uh, but things that can be actually, uh, just as fruitful, if not more fruitful. So I think, Essentially, this requires a bigger public education campaign uh, to let people know how these things are actually going to happen. I mean, the the state waiver thing, to me, if I had to name one thing that the Democrats really could do that really could uh, advance the entire movement for Medicare for all, it would be to say that Javier Becerra is coming in as HHS secretary. He says he supports state-based efforts to do Medicare for all. There was a state-based set of initiatives in California in the assembly to try to do Medicare for all. And they threw up the idea that you can't do it because we can't get HHS waivers. So here you have a guy who's going to become the HHS secretary who 
already has almost all of the unilateral authority uh, he needs to. He to can't really do that do through that. Pelosi, though, uh, and can be empowered uh, even more. It's kind of his so own Pelosi herself. Make that happen is something eminently doable, and I think a lot of the public doesn't even know about. It. All these ideas are great ideas. I, I okay. I hear we've covered Basira on this. Uh, uh, yes, he was. He he was for Medicare for all. He's hinted he was, but then uh, uh, when he got into a position of power inside the party, he stopped. He stopped co-sponsoring Medicare for all. I think in 2015 or something like that. And that's really and not so, surprising. Again, he's going to be. I, I that would be great. Well, in 2017, he went on Fox News and he said, I have been a supporter of Medicare for all for 24 years in Congress. And then he was specifically asked about the state issue. Do, do you support states being able Ooh, to do this? Sirota and he said, absolutely. There. So here's a person go. who's going to, I mean, assuming he gets confirmed, is going to be in a position of power to actually do this. And I think a lot of people don't know even necessarily the kind of power that he, he actually will have to do this. So that's the kind of thing. And, and I want to be clear. You know, there's an argument maybe state maybe states can't do it. Maybe they'd have it would be difficult for them to do it. We need a national plan. I think in terms of the movement for Medicare for all, actually engaging states is actually part of a grassroots movement in this way. You you would then be uh, empowering state legislators in their community to campaign in a real way for a real uh, Medicare for all program in their state, which is a, is a form of political engagement. Ultimately, to get this at the national level, you're going to need the kind of mass political engagement uh, that that kind of that kind of exercise uh, would help create. So the I, I get, you know, I this is such a uh, tough needle to thread here, but I agree with what you're saying. And you're actually like completely like he's hitting my points about the mass engagement too i love this like i swear i did not watch this beforehand i'm playing this i'm hearing this for the first time and i do want to give a shout out to uh james weld who sent in a comment um it's unfortunate but i agree that we're not going to have a medicare for all uh we're not going gonna have to approach that we're gonna have to approach medicare for all on not just a national level scale but a state scale too yeah and maybe doing those those kind of things in California could be very like the what David Sorota mentioned there could be very very uh, helpful in like proving as a possible test case that something could, something could work, uh, especially in the early phases as we don't with same sex marriage. Yeah, like getting those and proving those that could that those could work. But I also think it's really important that we have um, like some sort of force on the ground, like some sort of outside power structure. I think that really does come through the best way is labor unions because they really have kind of a bargaining chip, which is like really being able to shut the country down. That's what I think works so effectively in Bolivia when their democracy was threatened uh, by by that coup in ter- in terms of bringing it back. And that is such a big thing to have. And that is why, I don't know if you heard this before we came on, um, the... I my big thing was the pro act. Uh, like it's a it's if you know what that is it's, it's a pro union, uh, it's like supporting the right to organize all that stuff uh, all across the country, which has been so systematically destroyed, especially over the last ten years, um, and that will help lay the groundwork for massive power structures to support and back up people like AOC and Ilhan Omar, who, despite what people like Jimmy Dore may want to hint at for their two million dollar houses, uh, their YouTube clicks. Uh, and all that stuff, like David Soto was saying, they actually do want to pass this stuff. Yes, I totally agree there, James. Um, all right, let's get back to it. Um, but right now, 15 million people just lost their health care. 
19 million people on the verge of eviction, and we need a bold move. Now, until we brought... And he's, he's literally saying, he is saying that you should go bolder than you already are right now. Like, that is, that makes no sense. This up, uh, they were going to do anything. They weren't doing anything. And in fact, uh, the, their first, uh, when... Yes, yeah, like, uh, of course, that's like, that's the role of the people, but the people have to be smart in what, they, what they're saying here. When AOC... And unified. The only one who's addressed this, by the way, uh, publicly, when she first started addressing it, she was gaslighting. She was saying, well, we can't do it. We have to wait. Even though she ran on it. I think this guy, like, he, he found, he took the, he went a little bit wild with the gaslighting. He put too much gaslighting in the, in the stew here. It was like he's too much of an ingredient. He found out a word and he's like using it so much because he's, he's like having fun with a new toy almost. It's like, like, AOC is not gaslighting. You're like, shut up. Like, that is just such a gross, gross misinterpretation, misuse uh, of, a, of a term there. Um, and it's just absolutely a completely, um, completely just, like, useless, like, personal, like, that's the type of animus that really people like Jimmy Dore thrive on because they, they drive in right-wingers to be like, oh, AOC sucks. And then he's like, oh, AOC sucks. But, like... If you really want to hitch all your wagons to electoral politics, then she's like the best you got. Her, Illinois, Omar, uh, people like Cori Bush, they're the best you got. That's it. And it's pretty damn hard to do change in Washington when you're like five or six or eight or against the world there. Like, and especially if you have you don't your your own people not supporting you. The people are supposedly supposed to be in your corner. Um, who are just completely backing off on you. And you could push them, you criticize them, but for, like, that's crossing a line. That is completely, oh, she's gaslighting me. Oh, wow, wow. Like, really? It'll be a little more mature than that. She ran on, you got all it takes is courage. We don't have to wait 100 years. We got to do it now. And then she's gaslighted about why we can't do it and we can't extract anything. And then she changed her tune and said, oh, no, we're actually doing things in secret. And it just all didn't, none of it passes the smell test. And what <sighs> this seems, so what, what an article like this, what I fear is that it's running interference for them. It's like now it muddies the waters. It's like, oh, they don't have to do this full. We can do this other thing. We're going to look at this committee guy and we're going to do that. And we're going to get a procedural thing. And so, so I understood so that's that's why this is tough for me because I agree with what you're right about that. You're right no, about no, no, but I, but, I, but I would flip it around. I would say that I think actually a Medicare uh, for all floor vote right now is actually run, running interference. I'm not saying you're deliberately running interference. Right. I'm saying it makes it easier for them to actually not do the things that are real. Another idea for something that's yes, real, uh, they could start circulating a letter right now among all of their colleagues, asking them to sign on a letter to Joe Biden, telling him to use his existing authority that he, that is already on the books when he becomes president to expand Medicare to cover millions of people right now. People don't that know would a lot literally of this. Uh, it's on the, stupid. Like that's like one step up from what Dora is saying, but like that would actually probably do more. <laughs> books right now, there is a law that allows uh, a president to essentially expand Medicare uh, during a major health care or environmental emergency. Now, there's some questions about the legality of this and the like, for sure. But those legislators in Congress could circulate a letter to their uh, fellow colleagues saying, we're sending this letter Shout to out Joe David Biden, da demanding Dan, he by use the way. this, this authority right now, Beast. not not tomorrow, not a week from now, not a month from now, right now. And 
making the letter public would then encourage the public to contact their member of Congress to tell them to sign on. And if they don't sign on, they're telling us where, where they are. Now, that's something that's real. That's something that's that's not just a floor vote. That's something that somebody literally with the stroke of the pen, Joe Biden, could actually expand Medicare in a real way. OK, I I, I agree with again, that's tough, tough because you're right. I mean, what that intercept secret recording just revealed is that Joe Biden is not going to lift his finger in an executive order to help anybody, even when he's being overwhelmingly pressured by his base. So, right, so if I'm Nancy Pelosi and I hear you're you're you and, and and others. And again, I'm not criticizing you for raising this. It's, I mean, the point that you've raised is they should they, they should do something. Right. I mean, that's a radical idea that the Democrats who have some power should actually do a thing is like people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're suggesting that the Democrats should actually do something. I mean, that is so it's very good that that's now in in, in the conversation. My point is, if, if, if I felt pressure to do something now because of this and I was in Congress and I wanted to, to brush everybody off, I'd be like, sure, let's have a floor vote. It'll it'll be sort of a joke. We know the what's going to happen. And goodbye. I did what you wanted me to do. And see you later. Instead of saying instead of having to deal with something that's like, oh, I actually have to do something that's like I really don't want to do and is is something that's actually like real and might have real opposition and could put me in a really, really difficult place. I mean, we saw a while ago, I forget what year it was, where Mitch McConnell uh, brought Medicare for all to the floor for that sort of vote. And the Democrats kind of rolled their <laughs> eyes and, and laughed at it. And, mm-hmm. and it was kind of brushed off as a ridiculous stunt. I want these people to have to have to do something and have to answer to something that really puts them on the spot and to do something that they don't want to do that could actually help. That woman in the background just going, right, is like Jimmy Dore's partner and just like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, you can't deny it. I'm I'm sure Jimmy Dore would say, yeah, like, that is the right, that's the right course of action. And like, it really, I think, speaks quite badly, I'm going to say, of uh, Mr. Dore in this situation. He's like, he's really trying to make a bunch of BS hay off of a situation where we have, and I do want to hear, um... I want to do hear some other people on it. Let's go let's get get a take. Because if it'd be interesting to see how like secular talk would, would say uh, about this. Force a vote on Medicare for all. Jimmy Dore and so Jimmy Justin Dore Jackson has been advocating AOC. So um, for the idea, let's see if we can skip ahead here to the appropriate. All right. Let's just we'll, f- we'll find a random spot and play it because you don't want to see like Justin Jackson because we kind of know where, where Jimmy Dore and David Sorota are at. Like that is the right way to do it. Like you got to do it in a smarter way. Um, and yeah, so let's, let's take a look at their tactic and see if Kyle is going to take that same, same approach and not even address it. Way to her right. So in that situation, who are you going to pick to be leader of the Democrats? And it really is the oldest establishment trick in the book. You give somebody all terrible options and then you pick the best among the terrible options and you pretend like it's some sort of victory for the left. And uh, again, it's a trick. It's a trick. And, you know, I fell for it just like everybody else. I mean, I was thinking, well, if there's only if those are the only options and she's the furthest left option, I guess. Right. But no. See, now he's talking about the Nancy Pelosi speaker vote since the last time they tried this trick on us and you didn't organize to come up with a better option. Honestly, that's a giant failure of the left. You have to organize. We can't just always accept a terrible option among all bad options and then pretend like it's some sort of victory. 
Now, what happened last time is the more conservative Democrats it's a weird played hardball use with of the Pelosi, word and she conceded but... to them because they played hardball with her. So what Jimmy's doing is he's advocating that the Justice Democrats and really the Congressional Progressive Caucus or a large chunk of the Congressional Progressive Caucus withhold your votes. I think all you need is anywhere from 8 to 15 votes um, of the leftist Congress people if they withhold their votes and they say, listen, we'll vote for you, but you have to have Medicare for all for a floor vote. If they do that, then we'll get a floor vote on Medicare for all. That's what'll happen. You know, you could try to pass the buck and say, oh, well, then she won't do that. And then somebody to her right will be elected. Well, what does it matter if somebody to her right is elected if she's not going to allow the floor vote on Medicare for all and the person to her right isn't going to allow the floor vote on Medicare for all? then, you know, it's the same thing either way. So who cares if it's Pelosi or not in that situation? And you don't have to pass the buck. The onus is on her. So in other words, yeah, she can be speaker, but, you know, you're just going to have to allow a floor vote on Medicare for all. This is how you play politics. You organize. You strategize. This is what you do. So um, Jimmy's been pushing this idea. And listen, this wasn't even really a controversial idea, so much so that Sam Cedar, who despises Jimmy Dore, even Sam Cedar did a segment a week or so ago, or maybe two weeks ago, and he was like, I think Jimmy got this one right. I think this is what the leftist Congress people should do. Yeah, demand something for your vote. Duh. Like, this is politics. This is politics 101. Um, so, Jimmy's been making these criticisms. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has not responded to Jimmy. But- and I, that is, she did, at this point, this is a little bit of old video, she did respond um to Justin Jackson the uh the football player involved in this um and all right let's go so this is this is what she said it's kind of a malpractice that I even said this yes so um so Justin Jackson the exchange here goes uh if AOC and the squad don't do what Jimmy Dore has suggested and withheld their vote for Pelosi for speakership unless men for all gets brought to the floor for a vote it will be revealing themselves power concedes nothing without demand which is very very true good point Good point, but we know that the the big take here, my personal opinion, I think what we got is got to take a little different strategy. Demand like, leveraging for the vote, uh, but putting attaching leverage to the vote uh, is going to be is a very very important thing. So I think it's actually going to be pretty important here to see actually what AOC thinks because she's going to be one of the people who's actually representing us as as the hope of the progressive movement here in in Congress. So problem with this idea. Uh, is there isn't enough to given to there is n- is enough thought given to step two uh, withhold their vote for Pelosi unless medical vote gets brought to a floor vote um, so yeah um, so referring to Medicare for all being brought to a fl- uh, floor vote the Dems votes aren't there yet and with a razor thin margin the Dem knows are greater than our margin so you issue threats uh, hold your vote and lose then what if you want to know who's opposed, look at the co-sponsor list. Um, so, Owen Higgins responds here um, in a pretty respectful way. So, but, but before we get, to, I just want to like dig in a little more what she's saying here. So, the problem with this idea is there isn't enough thought given to step two, which is the Medicare for all uh, getting brought to the floor. Dem votes aren't there yet. Is she talking about for the speakership vote or for the Medicare for all vote? Raise within margin. Dem knows. Okay, I think she's talking about the Medicare all, Medicare for all vote. Um, hold your vote, then you lose. Then what? 
Yeah, okay, she's talking, She's not talking about the speakership vote. Okay, I just want to be pretty sure on that. Uh, so Higgins says, Owen Higgins, great reporter, um, who is on Substack, I believe now. Um, not sure this tracks. Assume that Democrats relent and allow a vote on one of the most popular policies in American politics. Put them up to have... Uh, put them up to having to say no. Will they? We can't imagine the political pressure that will come if it's on the table. And I mean, how is that political pressure going to come? From what vehicle? And how is it going to be broadly like effective? How is it going to mobilize a lot of different Americans? Like, you can't just have people who follow Owen Higgins on Twitter. You can't just have people who have my type of politics coming out there and doing that. You have the people from also also life. You got to have a huge coalition. The political pressure has to be really intense for something like this to happen um and for medicare for all actually to pass in a vote like this um and he says does this mean taking the approach that jayman prime 21 is advocating not necessarily as justin jackson but the narrow margin is not convincing when a massive majority of gop voters to say nothing of independence and dems support the policy and again it's voters and representatives is different um I think the question is different between holding the vote versus threatening Dem control to hold the vote. Uh, not opposed to floor vote, but leverage argument is do you use uh, leverage to secure an immediate $15 minimum wage, which, I don't know, Joe Biden probably would do that anyway, uh, elevate good people to key spots for two years, or hold one vote we don't have votes for. Um <laughs> Let's see um, what people say to that. I want to scroll through here. Um, yeah. Okay. So it already passed. It already passed the House in um, 2019. So it's not a very controversial thing. I don't think that's necessarily a very good demand there. Um, you got to like do something that actually pushes the envelope. The policy be like, oh, 15 minimum wage certainly. But it'd be interesting to actually see what happens now when they know it could could possibly. It all depends again on the Senate. Uh, for a lot of these political pieces here. Like, there's a lot we don't know uh, and a lot we can't predict because uh, people may act differently on the Senate. They may not vote for something because they know it'll pass the Senate and very, very well could become become law and they don't want that, really. They're just doing it for to save political face and it may be people who see it as the complete opposite, like us uh, on the left. So, um, yeah, so Higgins kind of responded. Um, to be clear, I'm contesting that there isn't support. I'm not contesting... I'm guessing that there isn't support or wouldn't be support worth the floor vote held, not necessarily endorsing threatening damn control, which would only last for a few minutes, right, to hold the vote. My question is what the political reality is once the legislation on is on the floor. If with a razor thin margin of dem nose being greater than our margin, um, then the then they should have to go on record against the popular policy. I wonder how many would. And the answer is a lot of them would. A lot of them would. Like, I, unless they have the real political pressure not to. Like, where is that going to come from? I just think that is so naive. There's going to be enough political pressure now to really push past a lot of the bad um, and very powerful and very far-reaching media propaganda out there to say that this stuff is going to happen. So let's see if we can get a little bit further in this, this interview here. Move the ball forward. 
I agree with you on that. The thing I would like to see them do that they don't want to do is have to stand up and vote on Medicare for all in the middle of a deadly pandemic and an economic depression. I want to see that vote. I want to see everybody counted on because that's what the Democrats could use in 2022 to run on because they're going to get wiped out if they don't have something big to run He's on. Right. We know that. They're going to be completely wiped out. So then it'll be at He's least absolutely two more right. years before we could even talk about Medicare for all again. And so now that's four years of an economic depression with right, people. But don't you think they're, but don't you think a floor vote again i'm not saying it's not useful it's a useful organizing tool but don't you think it's and like jimmy's being obtuse by not admitting and responding what to what he's saying because he can't it, what we already know i mean no. we already know no. most of those numbers i would I disagree want an answer, answer to questions that we don't know the answer to right like where are they on allowing Thank you. states to to do medicare for all where are they on having joe biden use the stroke of the pen to expand Medicare. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm telling you honestly, I don't exactly know where they are. And frankly, on some of those things, maybe maybe more of them are actually in a better position. Maybe some of them are in a worse position. I don't know. Because it's obscure. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'd like answers to those two I, I, I want to get the answer. Uh, I don't know what their answer is if they're asked to vote in public on Medicare for all in the middle of a deadly pandemic. I don't know. And people who think that they know how that vote will turn out, I think can be proven wrong. I mean, th- there's no guarantee how this vote's going to go. I So you have all I love that. It's like you have all these like nasty things to say about the Democrats. You hate the Democrats more than anybody else, which, again, is completely right to do. But then you're like, oh, they may vote for Medicare for all just because there's a lot of political pressure. Like, are you aware of who these people respond to? They're not responding to anybody close to the left. If there was a bunch of people from suburbs of Philadelphia and suburbs of Atlanta, like knocking on Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's door and being like, pass Medicare for all now, uh, they would do it. But they're not going to respond to Jimmy Dore listeners from Burbank, California. They're just not. Like, that is not how it works. You need people to organize for it. You're going to actually, or not, it doesn't have to necessarily be the suburban people. It could be, for example, um, like union workers of color in the city, like nurse workers striking for uh, Medicare for all, for example. Or <laughs> that would be, that would be really something. That would be really something. Just the thought of like New York City nurse workers threatening to strike if not for passing Medicare for all right now in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, now that would be something. And talk about a bold move. That would really be something. Wow. Just like, that just came to me. And it's always like 10 times more. And it's just like, what makes you assume the Democrats are going to follow anything that they said before? That makes no sense. And again, this is coming from the guy who's like, oh, the Democrats, they're so great. Like, do you think they could really just trick? I mean, maybe they could. I mean, if there are enough, like, dementia-ridden Democratic lawmakers in there, they could very possibly, probably, maybe just be like, oh, you meant to say yes. We're, we're voting on the defense bill, so say yes, right? You want yes, yes. And they'll be like, yes, where am I? Wait, what? And th- then that's how it'll pass. But, like, honestly, you could do that with probably some of the Democratic caucus, but uh, especially the leadership, to be quite honest with you. But it is still... A very unlikely and kind of just like it just makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Just going to put that out there. Uh, All right. So we are. You know what? Let's just do uh, one. Yeah, actually, you know, I think we're we're, we're about done for today. We've we've put in a good show for you. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to go cancel my subscription to the Jimmy Dore Show now. <laughs>